0: Heather Lundy and her husband Alex were church planters and worship leaders, but today she works in the world of high-end fashion. How does someone make that transition, and how has she found her true calling and artistic expression in this field of all places? It's a fascinating interview, and I'm glad you're here to listen to it. I'm Rob Webster for Custer Road United Methodist Church, and this is The Story That Writes Us. Heather Lundy is a friend of mine in the Dallas area who I've gotten to know recently. She used to be a worship leader and a church planner with her husband, and now finds herself involved in the fashion industry, which is something I know absolutely nothing about. But I was certainly intrigued. How does someone go from being a church planner to being involved in the fashion industry? How does that that even happen? Heather loves artistry. She loves things that are well made. She sees this as a creative expression, and she finds her faith in doing this and is able to be a light. This is her story. Hi, Heather. Hello. This is going to be this is going to be a really fun uh, episode because I have no idea what I'm talking about, but I heard just a little bit about your story that you and Alex used to be church planters yes. and were in vocational ministry, and now you are uh, in the fashion industry. And I, yes. I, I, I just thought there's a, there's a story <laughs> there, and I want to yes. it's something I know nothing about. Uh, now I did I've seen two um, really powerful, profound. Documentaries about uh-huh, this. Uh-huh. Uh, one is called Zoolander, <laughs> and one is called The Devil Wears Prada.
1: You know, you're, they're not too far off. They're not too far <laughs> off. Okay,
0: so yeah, so that's that's my frame of reference, and I'm sure they're highly accurate in every way of the of the fashion industry. But um, the podcast is called The Story That Writes Us, and we uh, live our lives as uh, believers in Jesus, and as as, uh, as kind of the gospel influences our lives. And so I'm I'm delighted to talk to you. Thanks for sharing your story so what what is your story
1: well um if we want to start at the beginning with my faith journey sure um i basically came out of the womb a christian my family they were all missionaries and so and still all over the world all missionaries and i lived in mexico born in texas but lived in mexico till i was three and then my dad had a different calling on his life and joined the military and um, I'm an Air Force brat. And believe it or not, uh, for over 20 years that he was in the Air Force, we never left the state of Texas. Not once. you kidding. Which is pretty much unheard of. But he took some some assignments. He went to Alaska during, during the Cold War. And um, we didn't know what he was doing. We actually got declassified several years after he came home. And because of that, he kind of was able to stay, it was important to my parents for my sister and I to kind of have a, a grounded community and to be around family. So that's kind of the decision that they made. But when um, I was about high school age, we moved out to the country, and my dad was uh, or is an amazing artist. He is a musician. A very talented musician, and then he built the home that I grew up in, really, uh, by hand, all by himself. Plumbing, electrical, which is all things that he learned in the Mission Field. So um, that is one hundred percent where I get my my drive for the arts is through him. Um, but I went to college out there, and that's kind of where the whole journey began. It's I started playing music, as you do. You have a college band, and you play dives in college you know, bars or whatever. Then we would also, because we were all Christians, we also um, would play at uh, retreats for high schoolers and colleges. And that is how I met Alex. And Alex was a very baby Christian when I first met him. And that's just kind of where that whole journey of um, his thirst to get to know more about Christianity. And he uh, went to TCU. Go, Frogs. Although we had a very sad, sad ending <laughs> to the sad football Sad ending an <laughs> to an amazing season. To an amazing season. season. <laughs> but yes, but he went to TCU and then graduated from there. And then we got married about a year later after that. And um, he went to seminary, and I had stopped going to college with the thought that I would go back. And then our lives just took a very, very different turn, which often happens. Right. And so um, we uh, he met someone through the seminary, and we planted a church in Fort Worth. And that is actually where my fashion journey begins, which seems so silly. Of course. Most
0: church planners move (laughs) on to fashion. That's that's the next
1: logical step (laughs) is to move on to fashion. Um, I actually was introduced through our church plant, um, uh, a man, his name is Carl Marshall, and his wife, Belinda Marshall, who have been my mentors and who I owe my entire career to, But they too were artists and wanted to see this whole, you know, wanted to plant a church that wasn't, um, you know, what we were used to. You know, was very opening to the idea of the arts and. So I met them, and he was a former model. She was a professional dancer. I had always had an interest in fashion. All I knew about was that there was a photographer, a model, and maybe someone that did their hair and makeup. But that always intrigued me. And I was actually signed to an agent uh, that I met, like at a mall, you know, scouting thing that you see. And when I got on set, I very quickly realized I do not feel comfortable being in front of the camera. But what is super interesting to me is what all these other people are doing. The, there's an art director, there's a stylist, there's assistants. There's so many people that go into photo shoots and fashion events that you just don't know about. And But I just kind of Wrote that off and never thought I'd have a chance for that again, and then realized being in front of the camera was not something that I was ever going to be comfortable doing. But then this church plant came along, and my husband and I were leading worship and um, met this. He was, a, like I said, a former model, and he had started producing, started producing some shows. And I said, hey, I'd love to, I'd love to come to one of your shows and, and watch and see what it's all about. And uh, he said, well, why don't you come intern? And I was like, yes, and, of course, because sure. that's what we do. We fake it till we make it, and, you know, we we say yes. And so I went, and I was hooked. I love production, period. I love um, the artistry of the clothing. It, just like your podcast, every, every show we do tells a story. There's the reason behind every single thing that you see, and um, I was just hooked. And then, just through him and working those shows, you just network and you meet other people, and soon got signed to an agent, an agency that now I was as a stylist. Um, mainstream, when people hear stylists, they think like hair, like your hair stylist. And mm-hmm. in, in the industry, they're actually called hair and makeup artists. And a stylist is the person who's kind of in control of the clothing. So that's my job. And as a stylist, you can actually wear, several, several different hats. And sometimes you're hired to, you'll show up and a client might have everything ready and they just kind of want you to put it on and make sure it looks clean and good and go and there's absolutely no creative process whatsoever, which is a lot of it actually. And then sometimes they say, hey, here's my vision, you make it happen. So you have to reach out to your contacts and find clothing and, and just make the whole thing happen. And then there's also you can be hired as something called a dresser, which is another um, profession as well in the industry where you show up to a show and you don't know anything about it. And your sole job is to help that model get her clothes off and on. And that's it. And you have to keep it in the right order and make sure she gets out there in time. Because believe it or not, kids, (laughs) (laughs) you use math, a lot of math, whenever you set up uh, fashion shows because you have to make sure – your music is long enough. You have to make sure your runway is long enough. You have to make sure you're giving the models enough time. You have to make sure there's enough bodies in between one and the other to make sure that they have enough time to get out there. So that's honestly probably long longest short of it. I've had a lot of really great and amazing opportunities. Um, I'm very proud of and very humbled to be a part of.
0: Um, what do you What do you love about clothes in general?
1: Oh, um, I, just, I, I love the artistry. I love I love getting a well-made piece. And uh, I can tell, usually, usually I can tell. Um, I actually run my own business now, too, where I resell clothing. And I love, because of all of my years in this industry, there's a lot of brands that I know that maybe some people don't know but that resell for quite a bit. And. Um, but I go to thrift stores, and I can tell very quickly just by picking up a garment, even if I've never seen the label, and then I look it up, that it is a well-made, it is a well-made piece, and I love when I find those just, uh, just the artistry behind it. I love it, and the way, <laughs> the way that they put things together, and it is it is truthfully. It, uh, the, the craftsmanship, the you craftsmanship, really love it. I do. It is when I would, um, I did a show for Oscar de Lorena Bridles, and we got to watch all these ladies just hand stitching all of this lace and the way it all comes together and the way they just put it together. It is it is beautiful. And, and, and I feel like, you know, people see the final product, but they don't always realize what went into that. And, um, You know, fast fashion is one thing we can't all (laughs) I can't (laughs) (laughs) afford all the, you know, major designer, um, everything that they put out there. And, you know, fast fashion, it is what it is. But when you get to see it, how it actually started and you just get such an appreciation, especially for these people that you don't actually see who actually physically made the garments and uh, there's just the the whole artistry behind it, and then just putting things together. And sometimes I look, I'll be in a showroom or in a boutique or wherever, and I'll say, "Well, let's try something different." And, you know, I, I love to mix patterns. You know, that you wouldn't necessarily go to get think go together, and then you put it on, you're like, "Wow, that's really cool. That looks really cool." And I didn't think that it would, you know. Turn out that way, but it does. It looks really cool.
0: You're, you're reminding me. I had a chance in an earlier episode to interview a, a chef, uh-huh. <laughs> and, 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 and it's almost the same thing. You know, where he'd say, you know, he's got his ingredients. He's going to uh, just try different things that you wouldn't right. think work, and he tries. He's like, this tastes fantastic. Right. and uh-huh. You know, it's kind of the same thing where you're able to look at this palette of uh-huh. all these different ingredients and say, hey, let's kind of see what what works together here. And there's something fun and beautiful about being able to yes. to do that and I create mean, something things-
1: new. Best things are born out of accidents, right? Right. I mean, yeah.
0: I'm yeah. an accident every time I put clothes on in the morning. Uh, no. so I know no, you exactly, look great. I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, As <laughs> I sit here in my hoodie. <laughs> I know, that's right. So That's really neat just to see your face light up when you're talking about the craftsmanship. That's never crossed my mind yeah. about looking yeah. at how well made um, some, some clothing might be, yeah. but that really gets you. Yeah, it does. Uh, it does. appreciating appreciate Special the little artistry.
1: touches, especially to like, like functionality. Oh, man. What wow. more designers need to put pockets in dresses <laughs> like when i find a dress with a pocket I'm like come on like it's not that hard i've heard this complaint <laughs> yes. I, i'm aware yes. i'm aware of this i'm out there trying
0: <laughs> you're doing you're, you're a little part to help yes yes fix this problem <laughs> in the world um thank you for helping with that yes uh-huh. I, I know, I know there are a I lot know. of women who <laughs> are are grateful right now and right. are smiling listening just knowing that <laughs> That someone's in their corner saying, "Come on, guys, come on, come on, let's do this." So, and you had an event this past weekend? I did. So mm-hmm. so, so tell me about that what's the weekend look like for you house so, how these come because I don't even know like,
1: yeah, how yeah.
0: how often these happen. Is this a specific yeah. designer has something, or are there tell...
1: So this past one that I did, um if any of you are familiar, it's the um, Dallas uh, Market Center. So it's the World Trade Center in Dallas, and it's where all of the buyers and for the different boutiques and different people come to buy what they're going to be putting in their store. So we're always about six months ahead. Basically what this is, it's a 15-story building, and it's a mall for malls, basically, if you think about it that way. It's a mall for buyers. The top five floors um, are mostly apparel. So our job is to go in. We have a theme that we have already set out. A story that we're telling and we go into the showrooms and we pick and we say hey you know can we have these looks you're going to be featured in this big fashion event on the main floor um, in front of all the buyers that come and nine times out of ten of course it's free publicity they're they're going to say yes it is crazy hours so there were nights where we were up there working until three o'clock in the morning and then had to turn around and be back at 9am it's usually our shows between 100 and 150 different looks so we have to put all that together in about 48 hours and if if you're in the industry you know that that is a very tight (laughs) that is a very tight schedule but it's a lot of fun it's a lot of fun but it's exhausting (laughs) what my favorite part is is when we go at the end of the show the next day and we return everything the stories that we get all the stories that we get of oh my gosh, you saved our business. This person came in and they wrote a $380,000 order off this one thing that you put in your show. So that's extremely rewarding to know that our jobs actually, there's a lot of times where my producer and I will be like, it's just clothes, you know, it's just clothes. Like we don't, is it really that important? But then you go back and you hear the difference that you've made in people's lives. And you're like, okay, it is more than clothes. Like like we are you know we are doing something of, of worth
0: sure yeah it's yeah. livelihoods for a lot of people exactly. and do you work with specific designers
1: um yes and no like if i'm working fashion week in new york then you are working for a specific designer and when i do fashion week in new york i'm more on the production side making sure all of the clothes Um, helping make sure they get all on the the right models, everything is lined up um, correctly. It's more about organizing the collection. And um, when I do that, it is specifically with a specific designer. I've done, I've worked, I'm very lucky uh, of Carolina Herrera, Oscar de la Renta, Um, Chanel came to Dallas and did a show once that I had the... um, honor of being a dresser on.
0: I know I asked you in a uh, in a text message I sent you, too, if you had any thoughts philosophically or even theologically mm-hmm. about clothes.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I know that in the Christian culture, we can be a little shy of the arts. Um, but to me, um, to be in a place where, you know, God says, put on the armor, be a light to others. And that's kind of how I I envision it, is that I hope to be a light in a place um, where a lot of people think that think that, that couldn't happen. Uh, mm. Philosophically about clothing, it's, it's interesting because you're making a choice, whether you realize it or not, every time you put clothing on your body, um, you you know, some people, for instance, when TCU played that game, my husband wore his TCU sweatshirt all day long. Um, Today, I'm wearing a hoodie because it was raining, simply out of functionality. (laughs) And then some people, what they put on their body is all about who they are and how they want to be perceived and who the person that they are, who who the person they, they appear to be to other people. And it's definitely, I think, is something deeper than what we even realize we're doing when we pick out whatever, you know, if I'm going, if I'm running to target, I'm probably not going to put a whole lot of thought into what I'm wearing. You're going on a job interview. You know, it's your first impression of what people see of you. So I absolutely, I think clothes theologically and then philosophically play much more into our daily lives than we realize.
0: That's interesting. Yeah. I, I think our, our, our clothes tell, tell a story. Mm-hmm. Um, of, of who we are, at least the story that we, we want to tell, whether it's true or not, I guess. And uh, I know you're helping do costumes for a theatrical <laughs> production. You've had some fun doing that. But really, all of our clothes are costumes. Yep. And they all, they all tell a story. I wanted, to, I wanted to, to talk a little bit, too, about um, vanity um, yeah. and how, how your, your understanding of our, of our faith plays into that. Uh, models are, you know, you find the most beautiful people to show off the clothes, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. then people make that association. Of, hey, I can be that beautiful if I wear those clothes too, right? There's, right. there's a, uh, I guess, a psychological manipulation that, that we're all subject to. It's mm-hmm. easy to point to it in the fashion industry. But, you know, you have, you, you have good looking people in TV and movies or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but it seems like certainly in the fashion industry, it's, it's uh, ripe for abuse uh, in, in so many ways. Mm-hmm. So talk to me some about that.
1: Yeah, it's for sure. I mean, imagine if you went into a job interview and they don't really care anything about any skill that you might have or anything that you're actually able to do. It's solely based on how you walk and how you look. And that's it. And there's nothing that you can do about it. As a mother, this is this always kicks in for me. And again, going back to the, you know, trying to be a light in a dark world I try very hard to make sure that these kids, and I call them kids because, I mean, they're, some of them are, usually they're early 20s that we work with, but I, they come in and you try to be that positive influence for them in that moment. We, we try to make sure that, like, when these, these girls and guys come in, we're like, how was your day? What's going on in your life? You know, what is there something? what are you doing next? Or is, is modeling all you want to do, or is there something else? Because a lot of them are in school, too, and they're going on to be other things and do other things, and it's always fun to see kind of where they go in their, in their journeys. I, I have been very blessed in the fact that the majority of the producers – that I have worked for and the crew that I work with have been believers. And so it, it has always been a very important thing for us um, to make sure that when our girls and guys come in, we, we have that. And I feel like for the most part, that's what we're known for. I just, I'm so thankful and honored for this opportunity because I have always felt like a bit of an anomaly In this industry, a bit of a, especially some of the team that I work with, it's kind of what we have always set out to do is to kind of be a light in the darkness and um, just have the opportunity to be able to share how my faith does play into this. Because I have had a lot of people judging and not judging me in this industry and um, because you do, because you do hear the terrible stories and and the stuff, but there's a lot of good too. And unfortunately, you know, it's just like any media where you're going to hear the bad before you hear the good. <laughs> but um, I, I just, I do, I love the opportunity to be able to talk about how, how I got here. And um, one thing that I always struggled with was the fact that I never finished school. And when I thought about going back, there were so many times when I was like, well, why? Why? I'm doing what I love and I'm, and I'm in it and I'm getting to be who I am fully as I'm doing it. And so just the opportunity to be able to share how my faith does play into this and how it is important as I make every decision, as I decide, hey, do I want to put that model in that? Because, you know, maybe I know a story about that model that she's told me that she's uncomfortable about. Or maybe, um, you know, maybe that doesn't send a message necessarily, it's necessarily that I want to send. Uh it, but it is it's it's awesome to have this opportunity to be able to how I can you know work with both of them in tandem
0: I'm so glad to hear you say that I'm glad that, that <laughs> this provided an opportunity for you to yeah. and, in a sense give a defense I'm sure you, yeah. people do uh-huh. think wow really and we all need clothes yeah right? we
1: all need clothes <laughs> and
0: and and like I said Christians need to be involved in in every industry and, and you have an opportunity yes. to be a light to people um, yes. who who really who really need it and to, mm-hmm. Um, to be able to speak into that, and and for your faith to be wholly integrated into that, so I love it, mm-hmm. and I just want to affirm you and say I'm glad you're there. I'm glad you appreciate the arts, uh-huh. you appreciate well-made things, yes. uh, you appreciate production, <laughs> all of these, all of these creative things that you've you've used that in your church work, you've used that as a worship leader, you're using that vocationally now, and so I think it's uh, I think it's fantastic, and I'm glad you're where you are and doing what you were doing. So thanks for sharing Thank your story.
1: You. Thanks for having me. It's yeah. fun.
0: I'm so grateful to Heather today for sharing her story, and I'm so glad that you are continuing to listen to the story that writes us. Remember, as always, share this with your friends. Uh, I would love it. We don't do a ton of uh, publicity. We count on our listeners to spread the word. And so uh, share it on Facebook, share it wherever you might share a link. Tell people about it if you're encouraged by this, of learning how everyday people live out their faith uh, through what they do and their creativity. God has given us all a story. And it's our duty to tell it and to tell it in light of this story that continues to shape us. Thanks for being a part of this. On behalf of Custer Road United Methodist Church, this is Rob Webster. We'll see you next time.